Ghosty ghost 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 ghost. I think I should edit in some like howling wolves and lightning and crap. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome to Spoopa Weening Pew. Spew. That take Spew. that. Out. <laughs> Poopaween. Poopaween. I'll take it. Okay. Welcome to Poopaween. <laughs> We're doing a little Halloween mini so because it's the spoopy time of year, and that's uh, pretty much a religious holiday around here. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going first because you always go first. All right, tell me a spoopy story. Okay, I'm going to tell you about Kuchisake Ona. Ever heard of it? No, no clue. Cool. Tell me more about why you're wearing a surgical mask right okay. now. Okay, anyways. Um... <laughs> Major thanks to an article by Itakura Kimie of Nippon.com. Japanese urban legends from the Slipmouth Woman to Hisaragi Station, uh, which was an Ikura Yoshiyuki interview. He's an associate professor. He specializes in oral literature and folklore studies. Also, thanks to my Obachan, who told me about this when I was a kid and scared the crap out of me. Um, (laughs) And Wikipedia. Cool. I thought it was fitting because, one, it's a ghost. Two, Japanese vengeful spirit, an onuryo. They wear a mask. Oh, fitting for these times. Coronavirus! Anyways, it was one of the first purely Japanese urban legends, and they're now considered a contemporary yokai, which is a supernatural monster or spirit. So kind of like our uh, tulpas. Sure. If you will. According to the legend, Kuchisaki Ona is a woman who is mutilated during life. Her mouth slit from ear to ear. Ooh. Most popular origin story has roots dating back to the Edo period. A samurai had a beautiful, beautiful wife who was coveted by all. Men would just look at her and be attracted to her, and she loved it. Men would come, and they would proposition her, and eventually she figured, why not? So she cheated on her samurai husband. One night, her samurai husband walks in on her and a lover. He kills the lover! Mm. Ha! Mm. Death! Ah! Ha! And he looks at his wife, and she laughs. You have to laugh. <laughs> no, Wait, the woman. a woman laughs. God <laughs> <laughs> damn it. I mean, okay. I'm still there. Okay, he looks at her, and she laughs, because he is weak. And she has been fucking strong men. And he is an imbecile who has been cheated on. And so he then takes his sword and grabs her head and slits her mouth from ear to ear. And he goes, who will find you beautiful now? The Joker. Probably. Mm. She dies later on. Complications. Suicide. We don't really know. Mm. At some point, she's so pissed, she comes back. Is it ghost? Oh. Right. That's okay. the most popular origin story. And they do have some like pictures and text which would lend to having some origin sure, back sure, then. Sure. Other possibilities. She was mutilated during a dentist visit, <laughs> which sounds like a really fucked up dentist visit, but I had to include that in there. Wait, that's a theory? Yeah. Or she was mutilated by a woman who was jealous of her beauty. Oh. Or she was born a demon herself with a mouthful of sharp teeth and they had to cut to accommodate. Super creepy. Cool. So what does she actually do as a ghost? You're walking down the street. It's quiet. Nighttime. A very attractive woman comes up to you. Mm. Attractive hair. Attractive face. Yes. Attractive clothing. Yes. Beautiful stature. Mm. And she asks a single question. Hmm. Am I beautiful? Yeah. Kire. Hi. You say no. Oh, She shit. stabs you with her scissors. Fuck. Kills you dead. Oh, I wouldn't tell a beautiful lady she wasn't beautiful, though. I'm good. I don't know. All so, right. you say yes. Huh? She removes the mask. Uh, ah! demo. Even now? This is super creepy, guys. Uh, Sarah's been wearing a surgical mask the whole time, and, you know, you could sort of assume it was a COVID thing. No, she has done her whole face up in the creepiest <laughs> slit mouth woman <laughs> shit, and I'm uncomfortable. I'm in a closed room with this person. If you try to escape, hmm. she just flashes in front of you wherever you try to go. Take a left. Ah. Take a right. Ah. Do a 360. Ah. You have to answer her question. 
Yeah, you're hot. Even now? Hmm? She cut your face to match her, so you're both beautiful. <laughs> Some stories say that you can survive by saying she's average, which I don't think a lot of people would inherently think to say. I hear so, okay. Meh. Meh. By, Five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you can survive by confusing her. So she says, you know, am I beautiful? Do you think you're beautiful? And then she's just like, wait. Uh, That's not how it's supposed to go. This is off script. You didn't read the And then she malfunctions. Yeah. Yeah. Also, evidently, dropping money where she has to pick it up or hard candies on the ground where she has to go and pick it up. Ooh, piece of candy. That or she's extraordinarily OCD and she can't let that slide. I don't know. But okay. Well, I'm going to remember this just in case. You should. Confusion. Say they're average. Drop things. Mm. That's the main lore of who Kuchisake Ona is. The interview that I was reading with Ikura actually like went into the history of it. This is kind of the first viral urban legend of Japan that's just completely of Japan. That's OG. So first in print in late 1978, a rumor was started in an old farming town in the Yatsugi prefecture that there was a woman that somebody saw, an old woman, standing in the corner of her garden just watching people go by. And she had a slit face. They print this in a local newspaper and the story just spreads like wildfire. All of a sudden, people start seeing slit mouth women everywhere. But it wasn't like a huge thing. It was just in the Gifu prefecture. Mm, it's like a county here, right? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Until six months later, so 1979, all of a sudden, it spread nationwide in Japan. All of Japan knows about it. How did this happen? Well, Ikura, our associate professor, noted that it was really rare for rumors to spread from prefecture to prefecture, city to city, because there wasn't a lot of interaction. However, cram schools became extremely popular that year. Cram until the schools? Evening. Cram schools. That's like, get as much knowledge in as you can. Yeah, so you spend all day at school, and then afterwards you go to school again to cram for school the next day. Sounds very Japanese. It's Yeah. So all these kids, they leave their regular schools and start going into other cities to basically study for school outside of school. So all of a sudden you have people from different farming areas, different schools who never would interact with each other, especially children. Right. Going to a centralized location... And of course, as kids do, they start talking. And so the people from Yautzu start talking to others about their local slit mouth woman. Yeah. You know, they get out at nighttime and these kids are interacting and seeing things, especially around the cities, that they usually wouldn't have seen before because they would just go straight home. Right. They're seeing drunkards coming out of the tavern and they're seeing women of the night walking around and these kids are not used to it. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden they see all these strange characters who are not acting the way that they're used to seeing adults act. Right. And around every corner, all of a sudden... Is a slip mouth woman because it's a danger to you, right? And yeah. it's scary. Yeah, this gets so feverish within that like six month to a year period that the teachers and the parents start organizing groups of children to travel from cram school back to their homes together because of slip mouth women. Because of slip mouth women in the seventies, seventy nine. That's nuts. Yeah, it's a very imaginative folklorish country. You know, its main religion is still Shinto and Buddhism. There's right. a lot of oh, spiritual spirits. belief there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not going to say they're crazy. I'm going to look out for slip mouth women the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, there's one right there. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> um, so eventually around late 1979, the parents and the teachers are realizing that the kids are just freaking themselves out because they're probably overworked and overstudied and they're seeing city folk for the first time who aren't we're, the we're, highest society people. <laughs> we're pretty weird. Yeah. Basically, the patrols and everything died out. But- Kushisake Ono lives on! Ah! Ah! How so? Um, became kind of a cultural internet meme. Mm -hmm. 
People start posting it online. There's, of course, a lot of horror fans in Japan that just start writing their own versions of Kuchisake Ona and where she's created from. And it just kind of, like Slenderman, grows into its own thing. And it starts appearing in animes. It starts appearing in mangas. There's a couple of different TV shows. And then there's also an interesting film about Kuchisake Ona called Carved, the Slit Mouth Woman directed by Koji Shiraishi. There's, I guess, a second one. I watched half of it like two days ago. Mm -hmm. Actually really creepy. But yeah, that's Kuchisake Ona, the slip mouth woman. Very cool. Now I'm just going to stare at you the rest of the time with this creepy, creepy makeup. You look creepy as hell, and that's a problem because now I'm supposed to spoop you, and you're just spooping the hell out of me just sitting there. Uh, two things that I immediately thought were kind of interesting about you telling that story. Uh, firstly, you started by telling the scary story and then kind of explaining its background. Mm. I'm starting with the background, then explaining the scary story. Mm. Interesting. And also, yours is from a culture that had a big influence on your childhood, Japan. Yep. And mine's from a culture that had a big influence on my childhood, England. Oh, you did something from England. I can't help it. For those who don't know, the reason Todd's making fun of me telling a Japanese story is because my mom said the family is Japanese. So I grew up in a very Japanese household. Yeah. And for those who don't know, I spent about 10 years of my childhood in England, which is why she always makes fun of me for telling English stories. And so let me tell you an English story. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you a brief overview okay. of the ghosts of Hampton Court Palace. Ooh. Okay. So Hampton Court Palace is a palace. It's in West... Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> It's in West London. It's right on the River Thames. It's one of the largest palaces in the world. It sits on over 700 acres of parkland, 60 acres of manicured garden, and the palace itself is 500,000 square feet with over 1,000 rooms. Holy shit. It's a big fucker. Yeah. There's a full-time staff of hundreds that live there. Oh, okay. The palace is 500 years old. So, because it's England... There's been a lot of death there. Mm -hmm. Hampton Court Palace is often referred to as Britain's most haunted house, mm. which is saying a lot because yes. it's England. So I've got to squeeze a little bit of history in at the beginning. Apologize in advance. So it was originally built in 1515 for a guy called Cardinal Thomas Wolsey, who was the chief religious advisor to King Henry VIII. Okay. And King Henry VIII is kind of notorious. Mm -hmm. He was a bit of a shithead. He was definitely a terrible husband because <laughs> during his relatively short time as king, he had six wives and none of them left on good terms. Common theme. Terrible husbands do bad things to hey, their wives. there we go. Weird. Okay. So real quick, his first wife was called Catherine of Aragon. Don't do a Lord of the Rings thing. Sorry. <laughs> Well, he decided he was fucking done with Catherine of Aragon because she had not borne him any sons, which is a big fucking deal for royalty. And also, he had a boner for one of her assistants named Anne Boleyn. Mm. So at the time, the country was very religious, very Catholic, so you couldn't just divorce, but you could annul a marriage if you could prove it being on false grounds, right? But you had to get approval from the church. Did he say that she was impossible of birthing boys? No, because that's not annullable, but he did say that she was not a virgin when he married her. Oh. There was no proof for or against. Mm -hmm. So the guy he appointed to convince the Pope, hey, she wasn't a virgin and all the marriage, was Thomas Wolsey, the guy who oh. owned Hampton Court. Well, Cardinal Thomas Wolsey failed to convince the Pope. The Pope said he has to stay married. And that's pissed off the king so much that he basically conspired against Thomas Wolsey, spread a whole bunch of crap about him, basically forced him into resigning in shame. Mm. And he had to give the palace to King Henry VIII. Oh, no. 
<laughs> well, it ended up being King Henry's very favoritist palace. Mm-hmm. And he ended up expanding on it, putting a bunch more rooms and buildings in. That's why it's so goddamn big today. His first wife problem ended up solving itself. Catherine of Aragon died shortly afterwards of heart cancer. Mm. Although many people suspected Henry poisoned her so he could marry Anne Boleyn. So Anne Boleyn, his second wife, lasted three years until he had her executed. Uh, supposedly for adultery. He said, oh, she was sneaking around behind my back. But most people looking back at it now suspect that she was not an adulteress, but really it was because she had a daughter, but she didn't bear him any sons. Mm-hmm. And Henry had the hots for her assistant called Jane Seymour. Oh. He's got a pattern. <laughs> so after uh, he executed Anne Boleyn, he married Jane Seymour. And two years later, she finally gave him a son. But unfortunately, she died during childbirth. Oh, shit. In an upstairs room at Hampton Court Palace. Oh. And that brings us to the spectre. <laughs> Todd just puts a little flashlight under his beard. Ooh. That's actually really creepy. <laughs> that brings us to the spectre of the Silver Stick Stairs. Yeah, you look fucking terrifying right now. The Silver Stick Stairs are a set of stairs in the palace that lead directly up to the birthing room where Jane Seymour passed away. And to this day, people report in the middle of the night suddenly seeing a woman appearing on those stairs in a white nightgown carrying a single candle. And she'll walk down the stairs and then roam the grounds and the hallways of the palace at night, finally returning, walking back up to those stairs and disappearing. So that's one of the ghosts. <laughs> There's lots. Okay. So back to Henry VIII. We're going to skip his fourth wife, Anne of Cleves, because he basically married her for political reasons and he thought she was super ugly. Mm. Yeah, I've seen paintings of her and even given that they were probably being favorable, she wasn't that bad looking. He was just a dick. Mm-hmm. So six months later, he requested that she agree to an annulment of the marriage. And she did agree because she didn't like him either. <laughs> Otherwise, she'd end up dead. So skipping to wife number five, her name was Catherine Howard. And she was one of Anne of Cleves' assistants. Dear God. Right? So she made it two years until he accused her of adultery. This time around, it was actually more likely than the last time. So she was only 19 years old at the time. And she was known to be flirting with a guy who worked in the palace. There were love letters. So it's more likely she was actually cheating on him, but there's no proof for or against. The point is she was a kid. And he decided, you're cheating on me. And so she's walking down one of the hallways in Hampton Court Palace And the guards suddenly show up to arrest and execute her. And, of course, she freaks out. She breaks free of the guards. And she goes running down this hallway, screaming, terrified, because she knows they're about to just go kill her. They caught her, and they dragged her away, and they beheaded her. And Mm. that brings us to the haunted (laughs) gallery. Ooh. (laughs) Fucking flashlight. So at this particular hallway where she was caught, it's a long portrait gallery, fine carpet, oh, ornate, nope, nope. covered Hard in no. portraits. Hard no. And people regularly report at night hearing the sudden piercing sound of a woman's scream, turning and seeing the translucent specter of a young woman running, screaming at the top of her lungs down the gallery. And in 1999, during tours of the palace, two separate tours, two female visitors suddenly fainted in exactly the same spot in the haunted gallery, said to be the spot where she was captured. Oh, God, the flashlight's flickering for no apparent reason. Are you doing that? Yeah. Okay. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Why does it always got to be dead women? They make the best ghosts. Guys should die more often. So the good news is wife number six, her name was Catherine Parr. She survived. She outlived King Henry. He didn't fuck her over. (laughs) King Henry died in 1547 of obesity and scurvy. 
So fuck King Henry VIII. Fucking Henry? Fuck King fucking Henry. Henry. <laughs> fuck fucking King Henry. <laughs> okay, so we're going to jump like 15 years later now, okay? So I remember Anne Boleyn, mm-hmm. who was Henry's second wife, and mm-hmm. I wrote here, Henry's bitch ass had her ass beheaded for not making any baby boys. Mm-hmm. Her only daughter became Queen Elizabeth I. Uh, so 15 years later, the only daughter of Anne Boleyn, who Henry had executed for not bearing a son, mm-hmm. became Queen Elizabeth I. Okay, that's why she's familiar. And she was the first queen to never marry. She ruled without a king for 45 years. What, what? She was rumored to have many affairs. I've heard. But she never had nor needed a king. Oh, yeah. And by all accounts, she was one of England's greatest rulers. Mm-hmm. You've heard of the Elizabethan era. I have. Queen Elizabeth I had a very dedicated servant by the name of Sybil Penn. And Sybil Penn was beloved throughout the castle. She was a nurse and she was a seamstress and she took care of the royals. Mm. And she was known to spend hours and hours spinning wool on her spinning wheel to make royal garments. In 1562, Queen Elizabeth I got smallpox Mm. because that was a thing that was going around at the time. And that's a big deal. This is a loved and trusted ruler and that's a very deadly disease. But she was nursed through it by Miss Sybil Penn. Oh. Queen Elizabeth I survived and went on to do a successful reign. Uh, unfortunately, Major. while tending to her, Sybil Penn caught smallpox oh. and died at Hampton Court. Oh, no. Which brings us to the Grey Lady. Good God. <laughs> 267 years after her death, the Hampton Court Palace Church was renovated. And the Hampton Court Palace Church was the home of Sybil Penn's tomb. During the renovations... Her tomb was accidentally broken open. The construction workers very quickly patched it back up and relocated it, and she still rests there today. But that very night, the Ponsonby family, a family of servants of the Queen living at Hampton Court, well, they were bothered in the middle of the night by the sound of a spinning wheel, and it sounded like it was coming through the walls, and they couldn't locate the sound, try as they might. Well, later after some investigation, palace guards found a hidden chamber right next to their apartment. And inside that chamber was a very old, some say 267-year-old spinning wheel. And ever since that occurred, a gray apparition of an old woman looking suspiciously like Sybil Penn has been seen roaming the courtyards at night and is still seen occasionally to this day. They call her the Gray Lady. And the sounds of her spinning wheel are still reported to be heard through the walls of Hampton Court Palace even by visitors who have never been to the country before and don't know the story. That's so cool. <laughs> Is it bad that, like, every story you've told me just makes me want to hug these ghosts? You're a spoop. You like spoops. Well, these aren't malicious, vengeful spirits and ghosts. They're just like, I have unfinished business. I'm stuck here. I'm just going to do my thing. And sometimes people hear me. This is not paranormal activity where they're terrorizing a no, family. Like, they just live there, too. If you start turning off and on my lights or you try to choke me in my sleep, yes, I might have an issue with this. Those but- are two very different things. Turn my lights on and off. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> <you>? <laughs> but we're not quite done. So, 1642 to 1651, there was a big English civil war comparable to our own. Essentially, the sides were parliament versus royalty. Um, so church versus state. It was an incredibly bloody war. Tens of thousands of English people died fighting amongst themselves. There was a lot of really bloody murder, stabbing in the back, hiding of bodies. It was just an awful time. The English Civil War ended in 1651. And that brings us to the mysterious knockings at night. <laughs> Sounds like a porno video. With ghosts. Ah! <laughs> Much scarier. So. 
120 years after the English Civil War, in 1871, there was an employee who lived at the palace, an elderly woman whose name, unfortunately, has been lost to history. She started reporting a mysterious knocking and banging on the walls of her quarters at night. And try as the palace staff might, no explanations could be found. She wasn't the only one who heard these mysterious knockings. Other people heard the rappings on the walls at night and could find no earthly source. Until... During a routine excavation in Fountain Court, right outside her apartment, the skeletons of two men were found, suffering massive trauma and buried in unmarked graves. They were quickly identified as the bodies of two men killed during the English Civil War and buried, hidden, in the Hampton Courtyard. Their bodies were disinterred and properly buried, and the knocking stopped that night. This unnamed old woman who worked at the palace is quoted as saying, and I love this part, that stupid board of works has at last found those two wretched men who've been haunting me for years. <laughs> That's the cutest old British lady thing to say. Finally, like, they got rid of those bloody ghosts. They disrupt my tea time. All right. And the other thing is, it's very easy to kind of go, oh, well, these are sort of old myths and legends. You know, I mean, people say they still see them today, but it's not like it's something that's happening right now. This is all old British ghost stories. And now, Hampton Court Palace isn't nearly as mysterious because it's such a famous palace. Now it's a tourist destination. Mm -hmm. You can go there and have a tour of the grounds. I was there as a kid. Huge, beautiful, old palace. But it's not quite as mysterious if you can buy a ticket to go wander around there for a day and take pictures with tourists, you know? People think these ghost stories are quaint. Until October 2003. Woo! Just a few years ago, security guards at the palace were alerted by a fire alarm going off in the middle of the night. And they rushed there, and what they found was a set of double fire escape doors that were left open out into the British October night. Well, it's the 2000s, so they checked the security cameras. Mm -hmm. What the security cameras showed was these double doors being flung violently open by nobody and nothing. Oh, so they closed them up. Possibly it's a fluke, maybe the wind. Until the next night, in the middle of the night, the fire alarm goes off. And they go rushing in, and they find those same two double doors wide open. And they check the footage again, and this time they saw something different. Again, the doors go flying open. But instead of nothing behind them, standing there is a tall man dressed in a long, ornate robe with long, black, curly hair. Historians say his garb looks to be from the 16th century. And he stands there for a moment before turning and walking back inside the building. Now, security has no explanation for this. There is nobody in that part of the palace at night, not even a night security guard. No pranksters came forward, and it's still unexplained to this day. And there's no, like... Nobody has any fucking idea. History of long, curly, black-haired men? Hundreds of them. Oh, okay. Touche. Now, the specter has never been captured on video again, but the doors have been flung open since then, and there's still no explanation. And those are the ghosts of Hampton Court Palace. That's so cool! You can look this up on YouTube. Really? Yeah, yeah, there's a video of it. <laughs> but that's Hampton Court. Very cool. It's a very big, very old palace with a gang of ghosts. <laughs> uh, to ghosts. To ghosties and spoops. This is your season. Enjoy yourselves. Spooky Halloween! <laughs> <laughs>